0: W-O-V-U-L-P, Cleveland.
1: And now, our voices
0: today. Hello and welcome to Our Voices Today, right here on W.O.V.U. 95.9 FM. This is Burton Bell Car. Community Radio, streaming live from W.O.V.U. dot O-R-G and the W.O.V.U. mobile app. I hope that everyone is doing well. It's friday we are gearing we are in the midst of women's history month we have a great show today because you know what it is but i'm not even gonna get to that for another couple minutes because i have a few questions for y'all i just gotta get this off my brain and over these airwaves how fortunate i am to be able to do so so i had this thought that animals are really the enlightened beings y'all Because they just know how to be. They just exist. They don't have any questions. They don't have... They're not asking why, who, what, when, where, how. They're just like, it is what it is. When can I get to that point? That's what I want to know. So also, who is Jimmy Crack Corn and why doesn't he care? All right, I just made that up because I forgot my second point. But anyway, I hope that all of you are thinking good thoughts also, on my mind is the notion of pep, you know, energy and uh, where it comes from, the derivation of such. I know it comes from getting enough good rest, eating healthy, nutritious foods, drinking fresh, clean water, uh, you know, moving your body, probably reading a couple books every once in a while, stimulating your brain with a puzzle. Uh, you know, having some love in your life, whether it's romantic, friendly, familial, et cetera. All of those things, you know, uh, make a happy, healthy, whole human being. Uh, in addition to some others, I'm sure. So uh, what is your, what's your, uh, what what makes you tick and what gives you pep? And also what is your practice? How do you condition your life? Okay. Because that's what's been on my mind. I'm getting to it, y'all. I'm getting to it. I'm waking up. Life condition. Would you say your life condition is high right now or is it low? Do you even know? Is it something that you ever think about? How do you condition your life? A lot of us do it with spiritual practice, a lot of us do it with, you know, exercise, meditation, uh, whatever, what have you. Just some things on my mind. Life condition. The Conditioning of One's Life. This is good, though, because it's Jumpstart Friday and we have, in the spirit of Women's History Month, two wonderful women who are going to share their journeys with us in the beauty industry. So when I said life conditioning, conditioning your life, you know, then my brain went to hair, hair conditioner. But also we condition our skin. We condition you know our minds and such so look i'm gonna stop wasting time because you know what time it is yeah here we go shout out to vicky mcdonald and tasia ducksworth our friends over at jumpstart really appreciate y'all dynamic women setting the table for excellent conversations Yes, it's Jumpstart Friday. Let's jam for a second.
1: I'm
0: having fun today. Yes. All right. Oh, baby, it's Jumpstart Friday right here on W.O.V.U. 95.9 FM. Jumpstart is an organization made up of diverse entrepreneurs, investors and business experts who believe entrepreneurs can transform lives and communities, leveraging the power of entrepreneurship, innovation and inclusion to fill gaps, solve problems and drive economic impact. For clients, customers, and collaborators of the communities that Jumpstart serves, if you would like more information on what Jumpstart can do for you, help you make that jump into entrepreneurship, visit them online at jumpstartinc.org. That's jumpstart.inc. Sorry, jumpstartinc.org/slash/wovu. You can also give them a call the old-fashioned way: two one six. 363 3400 216 363 3400. So, we are excited to have on the line, on the Zoom line, with us two women leading innovation in beauty. Someone who's been here with us before. So, I'm so happy to be able to speak with her again, Sharon Martin. She is the founder and owner of Perfect Pineapple Wraps, and she's wearing one today, I'm sure. Maybe? I don't know. She's wrapped up, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Sharon, how are you? And welcome back to Our Voices Today, Jumpstart Friday, W O V U. I am well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to, um, you know, again, share your journey uh, with Perfect Pineapple Wraps and, you know, hear more about the side of it you know in terms of the challenges of being a woman and the victories and the successes we always think of you know these groups that we belong to you know women black rich poor whatever as uh you know uh things that we have to overcome but really they're things that make us more unique and better so welcome back sharon martin and our yeah we have a new friend on the line, Camille Hurd. She is the co founder and CEO of Fellow. That's F E L O H. And that stands for For Everyone's Love of Hair. Fellow is the first and only social marketplace for hair care and beauty by compiling and aggregating hair related content all on one platform. Fellow fosters a diverse community of beauty and grooming stakeholders. Nice. So we'll get into all of that. Welcome, Camille Hurd to Jumpstart Fridays on W.O.V.U.
2: Thank you so much, TC. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, it's Women's History Month. What are the two of you? I'll start with you, uh, Camille. Who are some uh, women or I guess one woman that uh, sticks out for you uh, in terms of women's history, maybe that, you know, has been a, a guiding force or a motivational energy uh through your entrepreneurship journey
2: you know what um i'm gonna have to say oprah is my homie you know like i first started getting into her super soul sundays back you know a while back when i was in grad school and just listening to this billionaire woman um also the only black american self-made billionaire Ever. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just in itself huge. But just to see her use her platform to um, help uplift consciousness um, in all capacities, you know, I mean, it's like, you have so much money, you have so much resource, so much access, but you're pouring that back into society to uplift consciousness of other people and spark these engaging conversations. That was definitely she is definitely one of my inspirations. And i definitely hope to be a light to help you know inspire other people along my journey as well
0: awesome thank you yes oprah is the homie i like that i I must make a t-shirt that says that and i will quote (laughs) you um so Sharon, who is a a woman in history uh that has been influential to you um in your entrepreneurial journey
1: Well, of course, if you heard me speak about my story, I talk about my grandmother. So she's got to be the OG. I've always got to put her first. Um, She's definitely the guiding light for this brand for my journey. But if I had to pick someone else, and I don't want to sound cliche, but I would have to say Michelle Obama because of the way that she carried herself. And, you know, it's always that phrase behind every strong man is an even stronger woman. And I couldn't imagine what she had to, and you know, go through and navigate with her husband being the president, the first black president of the United States. And then her book Becoming just revealed su- such an intimacy about the nuance of living in that home and raising children. So I, j- I think she's an OG as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ms- Oprah is the homie and Michelle Obama, definitely one of the OGs as well as um, what's your grandmother's name, Sharon? Her name is Eunice. Eunice. Uh, is, yeah, yeah is she's still with us. She's not. I, I speak I speak
1: as though she is because she's in my heart, but mm-hmm. no, she passed away from cancer and she is part of the inspiration for this whole right.
0: Oprah. All right. So shout out to Oprah, Michelle Obama, and Grandma Eunice. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go ahead. We're going to jump into the stories, the journeys of these two uh, wonderful women, Sharon Martin and founder and owner of Perfect Pineapple Wraps and Camille Hurd, the CEO and co-founder of Fellow for Everyone's Love of Hair when we return so tune up tune in if you have any questions for our guests be sure to give us a call live 216-271-0959 216-271 0959. And if you're shy, please don't hesitate to use the W.O.V.U. Talkback line 216-200-7848. You can drop a voice message or send a text and I'll read your question or comment over the air. So stay tuned. It's Jumpstart Fridays right here on W.O.V.U. 95.9 FM. We'll be right back.
3: Hey Cleveland, you can now listen to one of the hottest radio stations on your phone. Yes, that's right. W-O-V-U 95.9 FM has a new mobile app. And did I mention that it's free? You can download our app in Google Play or in the Apple Store. Just type in W-O-V-U 95.9 FM. Now you don't have to stay in that hot, hot car trying to catch every beat. You can listen to us while you're getting ready for work, while you're making dinner, or while you're winding down after a long day of work. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and download our app right now and make sure you keep it locked on
4: WOVU 95.9 FM. You work so Five years ago, the city of Cleveland and the U.S. Department of Justice entered a consent decree to institute changes in the Cleveland Police Department. What is the current status of this consent decree? What changes have been made and what still needs to be done? WOVU is partnering with United Way of Greater Cleveland and the Cleveland branch of the NAACP as we discuss the Cleveland consent decree and its impact on police reform. Please join us for the third conversation in our 10-part consent decree series on Wednesday, March 10th from 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. The topic is accountability, transparency, and oversight. Panelists will discuss the policies that have been put in place to ensure accountability, what the Cleveland Division of Police has done to improve oversight, and what still needs to be done to increase transparency with the community. This free virtual event is open to the public and will be moderated by Colleen Cotter, Executive Director of the Legal Aid Society of Cleveland, who helped the City of Cleveland and the Justice Department reach a consent decree. You can find more information and register at unitedwaycleveland.org. That again is unitedwaycleveland.org. Once again, please join us for this free virtual event on Wednesday, March 10th, from 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. Because together, we can elevate change in the community. This important message is brought to you by WOVU 95.9 FM, our voices united, a Burton Bell Car Community Radio Station.
3: This is Lamont Mackley from Jumpstart, and you're listening to WOVU 95.9 FM.
0: All right, we are back. It is Jumpstart Fridays on W.O.V.U. 95.9 FM, where we take a deep dive into the journeys of entrepreneurs who have, you know, taken that leap, that jump into being in business for themselves. We are celebrating Women's History Month, and today we're speaking with two women who are leading innovation in the beauty industry. On the line is... Sharon Martin, founder and owner of Perfect Pineapple Wraps, and Camille Heard, the co-founder and CEO of Fellow for everyone's love of hair. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Sharon, um, let's start with you. Uh, remind us of your journey through in, in getting Perfect Pineapple Wraps um, from ideation to manifestation. And, uh, you know, and I, I know it all begins with your grandma, Eunice. I'm saying grandma, but everybody doesn't say grandma. What, do you, what did you call her? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the time, I was actually living with my grandmother and I was going natural. This had to be 2014, 2013. Um And I was finding ways to protect my hair at night. So she gave me a satin scarf that I tied a knot in, couldn't untie, found these crazy ways to wrap my hair and was like, hey, this is a thing. I could actually pineapple my hair at night, but then if it actually looked good, if the wrap looked good, I could wear it to work. So I started wearing them to work. I, re, you know, I remade the wrap, wore them to work. And people were asking me like, oh girl, your head wrap is so beautiful. Where'd you get it? I was like, I made it. And so people started asking me to make them some. And that's when the light bulb went off. I was like, this is an industry. I mean, natural hair care was just kind of on the rise. We're embracing our natural curls. We're like, you know what? I don't want to wear a weave. I, I think my hair is fine the way it is. And you know, I was living with her, shared the idea with her. And um, at that time she was going through you know, cancer treatments. And she, cause kind of was like, tested them out for me. You know, she would wear them and give me feedback Mm -hmm. on them because she didn't have hair at the time. So, um, she's just, uh, she's interwoven into this story in so many different ways, but essentially that's how I started. And I just kept going from there.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And, uh, Camille, you are the, again, the co-founder and CEO of Fellow for Everyone's Love of Hair. Tell us how, uh, you got this started, this business started, um, what was the initial idea and how did you get it from ideation to manifestation? I'm going to coin that phrase. All right.
2: Yes. No, I love that phrase. Yes. Yes. So for me, similar to Sharon, it all started with my natural hair journey back when I was in undergrad around, like, I would say 2010, 2011, And it was like right before Instagram was becoming a thing and people were starting to go natural and make this content and YouTubers. And there was so much content out there. But to find somebody that really had my unique hair texture that I could learn from was challenging. Mm -hmm. So the ceiling started like for real over 10 years ago. And I was like, it would be so dope to have a social community where I could connect with others that have my hair texture, we can talk all things hair and beauty, whatever. Um, Fast forward to when I was in grad school, I was like, you know what, nobody's going to tell me to take this idea seriously. So it's going to be up to me if I really want to do it. So I just took a couple years to really learn about the industry. And the more I learned, the more I saw these really dope independently owned brands, whether they were hair care, skin care, um, tools and accessories, just come out of the woodwork with dope products. And I saw, you know, more and more people creating really great content. So my thoughts started going in the direction of, if I can get all of these, you know, enthusiasts that are creating content together in one space, I can really help these independently owned brands get in front of these, you know, super high value customers. So that was, you know, the idea of where Fellows started. And for the manifestation piece, this is back in 2016. I wrote myself an affirmation and I made myself recite it every single day while I was brushing my teeth. And when I tell you to this very day, if I brush my teeth, it's on a loop of like what I'm supposed to do, who I'm supposed to be, what I'm creating, why I'm creating it. And so I just felt like that consistent thought process put that vibration in the atmosphere on you know for going on five years now to really help pull fellow into existence Mm -hmm. and so today we are a social marketplace um, like you guys said um, but the really dope part is that when our users share their content on fellow we give them rewards to shop our marketplace and redeem those rewards on those really great independently owned beauty brands. So we're helping to close some of those gaps in the Mm. beauty industry in an innovative way.
0: Okay. So uh, social marketplace, explain that concept.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you can think of us as a conscious approach to Instagram feeds and Instagram marketplace. So if you're like, you know, keeping tabs on what Instagram is doing, you can think of us like that, except we are strictly for beauty. The thing that sets us apart is that when our users share their beauty content, like those before and after pictures, those product reviews and whatnot, on our platform, we say, hey, thank you. That was so dope. Here are some rewards called curl coins for sharing your post. Mm -hmm. Now you can rack up your curl coins and you can head over to the Fellow Marketplace um, to redeem them for really great products. And again, all of those products are going to be from independently owned brands. So, you know, shopping small, shopping sustainable, supporting Black-owned businesses. 70% of our sellers are Black-owned, which we're super excited about. So it's social. It's a marketplace. Mm-hmm. It's Fellow. Yeah,
0: okay. All right. Fellow for everyone's love of hair. Sharon, is are Perfect Pineapples a part of Fellow? Uh, they will be after.
1: Okay. I know this is really exciting. And as a kind of a beauty brand, we need spaces like this. Mm -hmm. And so I am eager to connect with you to get Perfect pineapples on there.
2: Yes. Same here. I was thinking the same thing. Like I know for a fact, our users will love your products. So I think, you know, it's so important to invest in you know, creative, courageous entrepreneurs that are out here doing the thing. So Mm -hmm. we would love to have you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so I want to ask the two of you, what is it um, about hair that as women, you know, why is that so important um, to us? Whether we have, you know, hair from our head to the floor or whether we have it cut short or even no hair, you know, which is part of the uh, story behind perfect pineapples um and still uh wanting to still feel beautiful and and look beautiful um to ourselves and to the rest of the world what is it about hair and women and um you know for the two of you um i'll start with you sharon
1: yeah, this is interesting. And it's something that I actually have been thinking about just as I've been navigating in my business. And as a black woman, hair is a unique identifier. And when you think of being black, we are the only race of people that have this unique type of texture, where we're getting into the, the three, the four, the three A, the three B, the four A, the four C, and no, no other hair texture on the face of the planet is like a black woman's hair texture, like African African people's t- hair texture. And so, you know, when we talk about the, the state that America has been in in 2020, the racial, you know, pressure, the basic civil war that we kind of reside in, Black versus white, I think um, hair has been a place of of shame it's been a place of wanting to assimilate to the standard air quote of beauty and so i think it's a big deal in that regard and so perfect pineapple wraps is here to foster the thought that your hair is beautiful that you are beautiful in your unique state in the way that god made you um and you can express that creatively through these wraps and through just wearing your natural coils and twists so Mm -hmm. i think especially for hair um it's a big deal and even for men you see men are growing their hair out i mean if you think of rappers to you know pro athletes men are now wearing locks they're wearing braids they're finding ways to express themselves and i think it's it's kind of a rebellion and it's a call to say i am okay with me and i love to see it yeah hairs
2: a big deal yeah camille yeah and just to piggyback on that you know um like so much of our at least in america our american culture our history has taught us to not love ourselves the way we are And being able to fully accept yourself is such a powerful thing. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, the texture of your hair is very interwoven into that self-love and self-acceptance piece of it. Um, And I know from my own personal journey, when I did go natural the first time around, I did not know, like so many days, I was just frustrated. I'm like, this isn't working. Hair was falling out left and right. and I think hair can also be a great metaphor of just like patience and giving yourself self-love. It was like the more that I just had patience with myself, gave myself love, even when that twist out did not come out right, you know, the better my hair started to just grow. And it was, you know, it was a beautiful process. So it was for me, self-discovery, but also like Sharon said, like reclaiming the, the history that we were told to not love about our, you know, love about ourselves. So I think that's one of the things that makes hair for black culture so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I cannot help, but uh, throw in a couple bits of knowledge that I have learned and absorbed from uh, LaDosha Wright. I'm not sure if the two of you are familiar with her. She's a hair educator. She's a stylist. She is, uh, you know, a former social worker who discovered that people, that self-esteem really hair is a big part of a person's self-esteem. And so she was able to reach, you know, her social work clients through, um, you know, getting them to kind of get on the path down their plans in terms of maybe getting their kids back or, you know, getting a job or reentering school. You know, a lot of the, uh, one of the main reasons that would hold them back was because they didn't like their hair or they didn't know how to take care of their hair. They didn't know how to manage it. And one of the huge things I learned from uh, LaDosha Wright is that hair is just is as simple as a fabric. It's a fabric that we um, need to learn how to take care of um, and, and, and keep clean and style. And it's really a, a way of adorning our bodies and a fabric that you know makes us feel beautiful. And so when we don't feel beautiful wearing this fabric that naturally comes out of our skin. Um, She definitely takes issue with the word, the the term natural hair care, because everybody has natural hair. If it grows out of your body, it's natural. Right. Um, So, uh, and then also learning that hair is hair texture. It is not unique to a particular race or, you know, skin color. It's based on, Your genetics and genetics is based on where you your environment. Right. So people with um, straighter hair are environments that are, you know, cooler, um, drier. People with curlier or Afro hair are in places where it is more humid, hot Um, And things like that. I'm not going to get into all of that because I'm definitely a a student uh, of this right now. But things that we don't learn and even stylists don't learn these things in cosmetology school, um, uh, you know, so it's good that we have these conversations and that we have businesses like Perfect Pineapples and businesses like Fellow to, um, you know, uh, spread the word and get people educated and, um, you know, uh, and being proud, you know, of who we are and and what we have. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we will talk with our guests today about, you know, um, the the resources that they use to uh, get their businesses up and off the ground. And also, you know, getting back to our theme of Women's History Month, let's talk about the challenges of not, you know, only being black, but also being female in an industry where it's definitely, you know, about us and for us. But, uh, you know, still, it's hard to get everything going and get connected. So with that, I'm T.C. Lewis. It's Jumpstart Friday on W.O.V.U. 95.9 FM. If you are interested in getting jumping your business off the ground from ideation to manifestation, check out Jumpstart. You can see them online at jumpstartinc.org slash W.O.V.U. Or give them a call at 216-363-3400. More with our guests when we come back.
3: Hey Cleveland, it's your girl Pearl Two The lean, here to share a few tips to help keep you safe during this pandemic. Number one, wash your hands with antibacterial soap and warm water for at least 20 seconds. Study shows hand washing is very effective in stopping the spread of COVID-19. Wash your hands after using the restroom, before and after you cook, and before and after you eat. Number two, leave your shoes at the door. According to an article at USA Today, your shoes collect a like lot of bacteria and can get dirtier than the toilet seat. Yuck. And number three, wear your mask, change your mask, and wash your mask. Make sure you're storing them in a Ziploc bag, a brown paper bag, not on your car seat, not on the floor, not in the trunk. And make sure you stay six feet away from people when you are out in public. Keep it locked on WOVU 95.9 FM for more tips to help keep you and your family safe during this pandemic
0: wovu listeners do you need a computer do you need some internet service well, as always, we've got your back. W-O-V-U and PCs for People wants to help you get connected for free.
4: 10,000 free computers for Cuyahoga County residents. Which 10. is... 10,000... Bing! Yes! Get a bing! 10,000 free computers and 5,000 free internet hotspots Ooh. with two years of data. Free data. Oh, two, two years? years. Right. Oh, yeah. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. Anyone in Cuyahoga County with a through K-12 student mm-hmm. right. can get a free laptop or desktop yep. along with a hotspot with two years of service Yes, where do we go to sign up for this True. this is crazy right yes
4: you can go to sign up by going to www.pcsforpeople.com Dot com backslash Ohio. Yeah.
0: Ten thousand. Ten
4: thousand compute doors.
0: Yeah, and five thousand hotspots. Right? And yeah, many more. Who knows? So remember log on to pcsforpeople.com slash Ohio or call them at two one six nine three zero five seven four one. That's two one six. Nine three zero five seven four one W O V U and PCs for people connecting you with free computers and free internet service. This is Jazzy J. People are listening to W O V U ninety five point nine. Our voices united.
3: Michael Parker, Monica Malik, Jody Robinson, Shelly Shockley, Daryl Sulla Sr., Yvonne Barney. Chantelle Lane, Glenasia, Chef Stacey Stodemeyer, Candice La Rochelle, Dr. Joni Johnson, Vernon, I mean Wayne Dawson. So spread the word, encourage everyone to listen to WOVU
0: 95.9, Our Voices United, a burn Bell Car community radio station, also streaming live at WOVU.org. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. I'm your host, TC Lewis, on the line with us, zooming in live and direct, our two dynamic women. We're celebrating Women's History Month. And um, we have Sharon Martin, founder and owner of Perfect Pineapple Wraps. Everything that you need, and a perfect accessory. To your hair care journey Your daily styling Your nighttime routine Whatever you need Perfect Pineapples has something for you And Camille Hurd She's the co-founder and CEO of Fellow That's F-E-L-O-H And that stands for For Everyone's Love of Hair It's the first and only social marketplace For hair care and beauty uh, And totally something new When we talk about um Uh, What do they call the people who are on social media with the products? Ambassador. We don't call them ambassadors. Influencers. Influencers. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's like being being able to get into the influencing game uh, and earning coins. We call them curly coins to be able to buy other products from other entrepreneurs. It's really cool. And so we're going to get Perfect Pineapple set up on that platform. Okay. Um, so let's, let's talk about, you know, uh, what it means to be a woman in business and especially the beauty business. Um, because even when we think about industries that feel or seem to be women-centered or women-focused, there are some times where there's still like a bunch of men behind the curtain Kind of pushing the buttons and pulling the levers. Um, tell us, you know, uh, Camille, you know, about your journey through entrepreneurship um, and being a woman and navigating the circles and the levels and, you know, looking at an onion and realizing how deep the layers go um, in terms of, you know, being a woman in business. So uh, go ahead and share with us some uh, thoughts on that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So even though, um, you know, our vertical is beauty, Mm -hmm. we are a tech company. And in the tech world, it's very not woman and very not black. It's very white male. Mm -hmm. And Um, What that looks like for somebody like me, uh, flashback to 2019, this was the year that I'm like, I'm convinced I'm going to go out there and get an investor. I'm going to go to all these conferences and spend all my little money to go pitch. When I tell you almost like three of the um, conferences that I went to, almost all of them, like I literally saw nobody that looked like me, like literally, like I'm the only black woman here that's, you know, getting ready to, you know, go out there. And, you know, so there's that layer of it where you're, you you know, there's just not going to be a lot of people that look like you too, particularly in the beauty space. Um, like you said, um, a lot of these brands that are out here are really dope. And I'm very encouraged by the diversity of founders in the space, but a lot of the big ones that, you know, are not women owned. Um, Mm. they're not minority women owned. So there's a lot of change that needs to go, go and happen there. But I saw this quote from 25 Black Women in Beauty, right? And so mm-hmm. it says that Black entrepreneurs, just all entrepreneurs, start off on average with $35,000 in capital compared to their white counterparts who start off with $107,000 mm-hmm. in
3: capital. Okay. Yeah.
2: So if you just look at the di- like the disparity, and you know raising money just to get started it's not the same mm-hmm. you know a lot of investors will tell you we'll start with family and friends yeah. my family and friends don't got it like that so unfortunately for me i had a decent job that could help finance um the early start parts of fellow and my co-founder she was also able to help finance the early parts of it but you know that put us in a financial bind too, you know, personally, yeah, personally that we are still crawling our way out of whereas, you know, some of our competitors, they were able to get that initial $100,000 from family, friends, classmates, all that good stuff mm-hmm. and we were able to, you know, zoom past, but I would say no matter what the journey that is meant for you is divinely orchestrated and you will encounter things that will make you into a much more resilient and thoughtful entrepreneur. So no matter where you are, there's always opportunity to start and as soon as you start, steps will be divinely given to you if you are, you know, intentional about taking those steps.
0: Wow, amazing. Sharon.
2: Yeah, Camille, you hit on so many great
1: points. It, it was just really well said. Like, I feel that. So, the statistic that she gave is I can, I, I resonate with that. Because it isn't like, hey, let's do, you know, people talk about doing crowdfunding. It's, you have to think about who's your crowd, who's your crowd? Yeah. and is that lucrative? So initially when, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a stage where I'm looking for that investor. So I'm in that stage where I have put all of my own money into this business. I left my job a little early. Um, so I always recommend entrepreneurs, if you have a solid job, don't be so quick to, you know, leave your job. Work your job, grind it out because it sets you up for success unless you do have an investor or, you know, a friend or an uncle, or unless you have a a direct pipeline to capital, keep your job, keep working that. But yeah, definitely I'm in that realm where I'm trying to raise money and try to raise funds. And I do have some investor interests, but the gap
2: is big. gap is big so i think just camille just hit it hit it on the head there
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah and just to piggyback on that one more time you know so when we do go talk to investors a lot of the of them are very unaware of what's moving in the black and beauty space and so we go to them with these great ideas that we know are profitable but it goes right over their head because they're not very familiar and then the landscape for black investors it is growing but there's so much pressure on them because there's so many people like us going to them that they they can't give all of their money to every single body that comes to them so it's a it's a very unique situation that we're in right now and do, if i could
1: just oh, add go ahead one. yeah
2: yeah and and to,
1: to that point with investors investors are looking about looking to get their money back. So that's the question. How do I get a return on my investment, my ROI? So if your numbers aren't, say you have a great product, and but your numbers aren't where they need to be due to lack of capital because you don't have capital for manufacturing, you don't have capital for the right marketing, you don't have the same ad spend budget. You may have a solid plan like, hey, this is how I'm going to execute it. But when somebody's talking about putting one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, a half a million dollars on your business, they need to feel confident that they're going to get that money back. So a lot of times young founders or or minority founders get overlooked and, you know, rightfully so, um, because it just doesn't make sense in the numbers. And so that's a frustrating that's a frustrating part as well.
0: How do you feel your gender plays a role uh, in when you're in front, you know, making your pitch to these venture capitalists or uh, VC groups? Uh, Do you feel like being a woman is a hindrance? Go ahead. I definitely
1: want to talk on this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, and I'm kind of in my feminist bag here, but Mm -hmm. I I definitely think that um, there still is a gap. If you're educated, you know what you're talking about. There's still a, oh, huh. Mm -hmm. Where I don't think that there should be a a gasp of surprise because men and women's brains, I mean, they're different, but there is the possibility, like it should be normalized, normal, let's normalize female founders, let's normalize female entre- entrepreneurs, female air quote bosses, but real bosses. And I do think that sexuality still plays a part. If you're an attractive woman, there's, I've gotten jokes, I've gotten, um, you know, there's, there's different things there that I don't think would be in a conversation if it was a man to a man. And it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not crying me too or anything here, but it's just a real thing. And I think when you're a strong woman, you overlook it. It comes with the territory. But if we really get granular and if we really dissect it, it's, it's, it, it's inappropriate. It's not something that you would say to a male counterpart. You wouldn't comment on, oh, your picture, you're pretty, your picture. You wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't talk about certain things. We're here to talk business. It's not that you can't be polite. Thank you so much. I know I'm fabulous, okay? I know my rap is popping, okay? But, you know, it's <laughs> it's one of those things that you kind of think about, especially if you're learning. And, and a lot of times, the people in positions of power who are able to teach you are men. So it's like, I'm sitting at the table. I would love to learn from you. And
2: and I, want, I just want to get that. I came for that. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely, um, you know, those points I resonate with Uh, there have been plenty of times, um, back in my earlier days of like figuring out, okay, I need to network. I need to meet people and learn about entrepreneurship and the amount of men that would come to me under the pretense of, Hey, I want to help you. But then it kind of turns into conversations that are not about business, not about what I want. And it's just, it's frustrating. It really is. And, you know, when you are a woman, trying to, you know, be out there and put yourself out there and learn. And you're constantly being, you know, pursued in ways that you are not trying to be pursued. And when you shut it down, I've literally had two different men that wanted to help mentor me. And when I told them, I see you as a mentor and father figure, they disappeared mm. <laughs> and, You know, it's like, what? Um, And then two to go back um, to Sharon's point, I remember one time I was pitching and um, this one investor, I mean, I don't know, I guess he just had it out for me. I was the only black woman pitching that day. And, you know, he was asking me all of these really tough questions, which, you know, I get it, I get it. But I can also get the vibe that he really didn't care about my business anyway. So he was just asking hard questions just to do it and then um afterward he came up to me and gave me advice that had nothing to do with my actual business and so i think it and then when i you know stepped to him with my you know nice educated you know language it was like oh well maybe i shouldn't have you know talked to her in that way it's it it just like you said you know we get these gasps of I can hang with you. I can talk this language too, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you when you're you don't understand and you're out of line and it's like I don't think I would have been pr- approached that way if I was a man. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, those things 100% exist um being a woman and an entrepreneur. Yeah,
0: yeah. What what would you say in a perfect world? Well, I guess not in a perfect world. In a, in in an increasingly um world in a world that gets more and more equitable where do you see the solution to some of these issues that we've brought up here does it is it does it lie in um you know the black community and the woman community kind of coming together and creating their own venture capital firms does it lie in um or does it more so lie in kind of changing or attempting to shift the hearts and minds of those who are already in that, in that uh, atmosphere.
1: If I could say, I think it lies in education okay. for me um, and, and s- systematic education. So um, I think that those who have made it need to invest in educating those who want to pursue the same path, because I, I, I'm a first generation college student in my family. There's no real entrepreneurs in my sphere of influence for me to just tap on the shoulder and ask some basic questions. Like when you talk about like basic vernacular, like terms, like ROI, like mm-hmm. simple things, these are things that people are taking time to Google when there are individuals who come up in households where their fathers right. are, 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 are uh, business owners. And this is normal language. And we see this also happening in corporate America. And so we see black and brown people, male or female, going into these professional realms and they're not prepared and they're so underprepared that they don't even know what they don't know to ask an educated question, to be educated. And so I think for those who have paved the way, black and brown, male or female, but we're talking about, you know, female, should really lend that hand through education, not necessarily opportunity. Because if you get an opportunity and you don't know what to do with it, it doesn't do you any good. And so I think the way that, and in a world that's becoming more equitable, the way that we continue to make sure it becomes more equitable is through education and setting up infrastructure so that these become the basics for young, people because entrepreneurship is the new wave. who is really going to go there's going to be a segment of people who are going to be working for other people we need those those types of people but in the age where people are 16 17 years old they're getting a check for tiktok videos okay People are opening up their minds to saying, hey, I can make a living on my own. It's almost the new American dream. And with that being said, there are always going to be some fundamentals about how to make money, how to invest your money as we get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and things like that. And I just think that those who are currently in it, who are succeeding, need to educate those who may want to come after them. And I think that's how we make this more equitable.
0: Mm. Camille.
2: Yeah, um, I 100% agree. It really starts with um, creating pockets of entrepreneurship um, early off. And I would love to see more high schools have entrepreneur programs. Um, you know, I went to a school here in Cleveland, a really great school, Halfway Brown. And um, you I know, am just familiar. All girls school have a program in high school for entrepreneurship. You know, I think that really um, sparks uh, an idea in these young women's minds to say, I can take my ideas seriously. Like, I was 24 years old when I told myself, I can take my ideas seriously and they can be profitable. Mm -hmm. Just imagine if that happened, you know, 10 years before that, when I was 14. Mm -hmm. Um, And to, again, be able to normalize, you know, this is what the face of an entrepreneur looks like. We're women, we can be of color. These, you know, we can learn from other people that don't look like us and you don't have to pursue us in a way that is, you know, different than you would pursue somebody else. So I think it starts, you know, I would say hopefully integrating some things in the school systems, Um, as well as, you know, the people that are on their way up, you know, you don't have to make it to help somebody else. You can believe by all means, I have not made it yet. I'm Mm -hmm. not Oprah yet. But, you know, on my way, if anybody has questions on how to file their LLC, what type of legal entity should they be? How do you you know, source of supplier or any question like that, I am down. Like I had to figure it out through Google. Mm -hmm. So if you can figure it out through my lived experiences, I'm happy to share.
1: And I I got some ideas off of what you said. I completely agree. And I think um, me, I'm kind of a transplant through Cleveland. So I've been to so many different schools. So I started at Willoughby South, which was a predominantly white school, Mm -hmm. which there were like 20 there were 20 Black people in the entire school. Then I went to Shaker for two years, which is a whole different type of Black excellence. There's a myriad of people there. And then your girl graduated from Shaw, okay? I went to Ooh, Shaker. you all over the map. Started. Yeah, so I can hang with the spectrum, okay? <laughs> but the thing about when I went to Shaw is I had a, a really high GPA in sh- at, at Shaker, and so it transferred over and I remember me and my mother. We went to um, what is it, the the AD or whatever, um, and you know talked about me transferring because I played basketball. And so I was doing this post secondary education where you take your senior classes at Tri C or like a junior college, and then you know you don't have to take classes at Shaw. So I was playing basketball. So I was this girl on the basketball team that nobody knew. I was in nobody's class, but somehow I was a part of. Shaw High. And I remember them saying, you know, it's not fair to our students. You're coming in at your senior year and you're automatically going to be the valedictorian. So we have to lower your GPA. We have to do some things because it's not fair to our students. And what I felt and that's when I realized what's not fair is that I can't come from Shaker and that type of, that level of education can't translate right. over to Shaw High. That's what's not fair. Yeah, and it's not fair that you would lower or you would have to do some things to, for me to to then say, no, it's, you know, to make it fair for the person that was gonna be the valedictorian who's come up in this East Cleveland school system. And, you know, I, I just thought that was crazy. So when you said, You went to Hathaway Brown. That's a different type of education, which is why you started at 24. I started like close to 30 doing this thing, you know, and it's that those years are significant. And so I just wanted to just paint a real story that education matters. It really does. And the younger you start them. I was just talking to my nephew the other day. I mean, the better. So.
0: This just gets me fired up, y'all. Yeah. Wow. That is my my, you know, purple smoke coming out of my brain right now, Um, because what really wasn't fair about it wasn't fair to you to have to, you know, reduce yourself um, to fit into uh, someone else's picture. But it also, you know, wasn't fair to um, not elevate the level of education for the kids who weren't getting it up to you know you know i don't from the shaw high school level to the shaker Heights level to the Hathaway brown level it's, it, all of that is just oh oh my goodness i i just have no other words for that so you know but what is good you know getting back to education is that jumpstart is kind of there to fill in the gap so in our last few minutes um of today's program let's talk about how um jumpstart which is the whole the nucleus you know of our interaction today how has jumpstart uh been a part of your journey you know uh, part of the mission of jumpstart is inclusivity um has have you felt that inclusivity um in the programming that you've been involved in uh, through jumpstart
2: yeah i can jump in real quick um 100% so i was connected this is okay one quick thing networking Mm -hmm. is a real thing so i was connected to jumpstart by somebody who lives in winston-salem north carolina and i was connected through them through another opportunity but long story short when i got connected um they just you know took me in they really learned what my um goals are um what my business is and um, so currently, I work with a really awesome person, Ron Stubblefield. and Ron. Smith, Specifically on helping Fellow make a strong go-to-market strategy. So for all those entrepreneurs out there, that means, okay, we know your product is dope. We know your service is dope. But nobody won't know about it unless you have a plan to go to market. Mm. So for us, we are relaunching our app in april and so ron and chris are literally walking me through each and every step of you know how to get our potential sellers on board how to get our first users on board what listservs we need to tap into what influencers we need to tap into um creating a clubhouse and instagram live strategy to grow some brand awareness So they have been super helpful in that capacity and, um, very dedicated. Like you lit, like I couldn't, I cannot pay (laughs) to have this type of expertise on my team. Um, and they are really supplementing the, the area of marketing that we just don't have right now.
0: Yeah. Wow. And Sharon.
2: Yeah,
1: I completely agree. My pain point, um was the financials, the numbers. That was my pain point. And so I was familiar with Jumpstart. It has Jumpstart has been so helpful and not only helping me with the financials, I work specifically with Phelan and I've worked with Chris. I'm working with Chris too on some pitches because I'm new to pitching. Um, and so they have been helpful. And like you said, the level of expertise and the level of availability, the level of, uh, collaboration, the level of um, just willingness to learn with you is has been the, so comforting. I've never felt stupid. I've never felt like, oh, you should know that, or you don't know that. And you sometimes deal with organizations that that are kind of like that. Jumpstart don't get that feeling at all, and I just really appreciate it. Even in PR, they've helped with PR as well. So. It's a wonderful organization. Honestly, it's a go-to organization and I feel like they're becoming so robust that they have everything you need in one place.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Sharon, tell us where we can find Perfect Pineapple Wraps. Give us all the details.
1: Absolutely. So you can find Perfect Pineapple Wraps on social media. So specifically Instagram at Perfect Pineapple Wraps. On Twitter, we're at Wraps Perfect. And then um, on Um, Our website is www.perfectpineapplewraps.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And you are beautifully wrapped today. I mean, for a show about the beauty industry and business, I mean, the three of us are definitely displaying some fabuloso (laughs) hair right there. So you are wrapped up. And Camille, you are berated to the gods. So uh, (laughs) tell us how we can uh, find Bello for everyone's love of hair on in, in the atmosphere. Where, where are you?
2: Absolutely. So first and foremost, we are again launching our platform this April. So stay tuned. If you are a beauty brand out there that would love to get in front of you know high value, enthused customers, you can check out our website at www.feloh.com fellow.com and you can apply to be a selling partner. And if you are just a beauty lover that loves trying out new products, we are looking for 100 individuals that are saying, Hey, I'll download fellow day one and get some free products to try out from our incredible sellers. So you can also apply to do that at fellow.com F E L O H.com. And you can find us on Instagram. It's a little little annoying, but it's (laughs) F-E-L-O-H with underscores in between each letter. So
3: check
2: us out there too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank the two of you. We thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Jumpstart Friday on W-O-V-U 95.9 FM. Remember, if you are ready to take that jump into entrepreneurship like our guest, have done today or if you're in business and you you're ready to jump higher check out the resources that jumpstart has available for you you can find them online at jumpstartinc.org slash w-o-v-u that's jumpstartinc.org slash w-o-v-u or you can give them a call at 216-363- Three four zero zero two one six three six three three four zero zero. If you didn't get a chance to uh, chime in with your voice or ask a question, be sure to drop a text message or a voicemail on the WOVU Talkback line two one six two zero zero seven eight four eight two one six two zero zero seven eight. Four, eight. And with that, we will sign off. Thank you so much, Camille and Sharon, for sharing your voice and your journey with us. I know that everyone got a lot out of it. And be sure to check them out uh, in their respective places online. And if you have any questions, if you missed anything, send me a text. I'll get you that information. So stay tuned to W.O.V.U. 95.9 FM for more great conversation, great music and empowering information. Have a great day, Cleveland.